Hey, everybody, welcome into today's podcast. Um, coming up on today's show, we want to tell you a couple of things that are going on in the country right now that's going to definitely interest all of you, I'm sure. We're going to talk a little bit about the um, the gasoline problems, the price hikes, uh, everything that's going down, uh, the reasons why that that's happening, uh, you know, what maybe you can do to you know, help save yourself a little gas, how long it might last. We don't know. We're going to speculate on that. Um, going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about uh, the non-gas saving uh, United States Postal Service uh, truck. We've got a little update on that thing, uh, what's actually going to be happening with it um, and what's not going to be happening with it. Uh, we have that. Uh, we've got Stellantis uh, with a huge commitment here to the future. Um, that's going to start relatively quickly. Um, we've got a little bit more information on a guy named Elon Musk and a recent tweet that he put out there about gasoline. What? All that coming up on today's podcast right after this. My co-host over there, Keith. Keith, how are you doing, my friend? Good to see hey, you. Hey, Jay. Hey, everybody. Hello, Robert. How is the world treating you? Robert. Yeah, Ooh. super fan, Robert. So, Robert, I had uh, had dinner and drinks with the guys last week. And, oh. Um, just Robert and I talked about the show. And, yeah. uh Does he like it? He likes the show? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. I, I mean, was he excited about it? I mean, was he excited to talk to you? I mean... I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's good to you know. Did he yeah. buy you dinner? No, I wouldn't. Come on, Robert. <laughs> there's a dude. There's a lot of people there. Wait till was, I um, come. Wait till I come to town. I'd like to meet you, Robert. Oh, he'll yeah, he'll come hang with us. Let's let's Jade, go. Jade let's... was there. Jade Jade gave me the hey, usual Jade. jab of yeah. I listen to your show when it's relevant to me. And I went. So, you know I, what I always say is, I don't care if you listen. Just make sure you subscribe. Just make sure you subscribe to the channel. <laughs> That's right, man. That's fair play, I think. Well, you know, for everybody, you know, Jade is our go-to uh, audio tech guy. Um, thank you, Jade, for all the help that you've given us over uh, the years. Don't, he's we, not going to hear this. We, so don't we really it. appreciate it, but well, I'm just telling him. <laughs> now, if you put something you know, in there about valve failure on his Silverado 1500, uh, that's like four or five years old, he might ears might perk up because he did he have did he have yeah he went through this bad situation jay where um he he had to go in and turn off that uh, oh yeah it's active fuel management yes because it was uh, hosing his yeah well it's an what happened the same thing happened to my dad there there are dongles out there that you can plug into your uh yeah. the obd port that will you know yeah will disable I, he, that. he went down that road uh at but after i think it was an expensive fix you know so. what they call that yeah you know what they call that so all of you out there listening and my good friend chuck chuck lynch from talking about chuck lynch at it? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll hey, he'll appreciate this, this he knows all shout about out this is the shout out this podcast. is the shout out okay. podcast um but no, that's it's what they call an untimed event, 
And what happens is, is the, the plunger of the lifter, because of the, it, it basically jams down in and it holds that thing open. So uh, next thing you know, you, got, you, you could potentially have a valve failure uh, or a lot of freaking noise. Kablooey. Um, Kablooey. Like yeah. So, um, but I think that uh, I think that that GM resolved most of those issues with that particular design. They had like three or four different variations of that lifter. Obviously, me being in the aftermarket as a supplier, I had to stay on top of that. Um, we tried to source as m- much of the OEM lifter as we possibly could if it were available to us, which we were able to get. So that's why I was kind of privy to the fact that there were three or three versions of that. Um, there were a couple of manufacturers of that lifter. So they were trying vendors and suppliers to get the thing fixed. And, and it all boiled down to bleed down rates and those sorts of things as well. Um, at startup, how much oil was inside the cavity and all that kind of crap. But anyway, now to, to, to kind of make that even worse, they've got what they, they call dynamic fuel management that's out there in, on, in GM land that came out in 21, 2021. Um, that does, I mean, I forget the actual number of, of signals that it's sending. It's like triple the amount that the old version, active fuel management version of that is. So anyway, for those of you who don't know what active fuel management is or dynamic fuel management is, basically it allows a V8 engine to shut down cylinders to become more, uh, economical on gas. Oh, nobody needs fuel economy right now, do they? Right. Yeah. It's yeah. it's just part of it. And that's what that whole setup is. That's like the start stop, you know, step when you when you go to a, a traffic light and your vehicle just shuts completely, engine shuts completely down. All of those things are new technologies for these automakers and there's gonna be hiccups and you know, this is you know, uh, GM is not immune to those hiccups and that active fuel management so is not a not a for them. So now that Jade has completely disabled that and gas yeah. prices are through the roof. What's right. the over under on him trying to turn it back on? Well, in next... put it in perspective. How much money is really coming out of your pocket for the extra gas? Oh, careful! I mean, come on, that, that's we're getting into that later. You, yeah, you, we we, we will. Could, we, we, this might be a warning. Yeah, yeah. today could get a little controversial. Um, yes, and which, by the way, I didn't mention in the intro that uh, Keith is going to uh, hop on board with. Um, we got a little mailbag segment coming along, and uh, we'll get into that shortly. But, um, yeah, we've got some fun stories happening. Um, at, the world is changing before our eyes. Um, uh, we're, we're, we're living in very um, interesting times right now, um, obviously. Uh, and let's go ahead and just get right into it, Keith. We, Keith and I, for those of you who have, have listened to our podcast or watched any of our videos, which, by the way, if you're not subscribed to our podcast, you can, and you happen to stumble on this, uh, you can go over to uh, parsecountygurus.com and you can click on the uh, podcast link tab there and you can find any podcast you want. You can select any platform, you know, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, t- in, tune in, um, you name it. Uh, it we're, we're out there. Hey, rumor well, has it, Jay, we might be putting some updates to the website soon. Uh, oh yeah, I that's right. I forgot. Yeah, well, might we uh, now. I promise to leave all those podcast links right where they are. So for you people that don't like your cheese moved, uh, it it <laughs> it's got to be easy because part of this is as a result of our growth. Thank you everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. ba- trying to retool 
uh, and and continue to grow. So yeah, thanks. Well, Sorry, it. I digress, Jay. Please continue. No, well, and, and on that same, <laughs> you know, on that same <laughs> note, um, a big thank you to those who are subscribed to our podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is over at youtube.com forward slash Parks County Gurus. If you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button, turn it from red to gray, and ring that bell so you're notified when videos from any of these podcasts might come out. In fact, I just released a video the other day. It was on um, a recent um, situation that may be related to what's going on in Ukraine. We're not sure. Nobody's coming out and really saying. But coincidentally, uh, when Toyota decided to um, uh, stop doing uh, business uh, in, in, in Russia, um, they kind of coincidentally uh, were hacked, or one of their suppliers was hacked. Uh, that was Kojima Kojima Industries, yeah. which they they sell sell them plastics and electronics and those sorts of things, and it shut the plant. They had to shut the plants down. Uh, I think they're back up and running now, but it did affect Hino Motors as well down as their for Daihatsu, two days. Daihatsu, down for two days, thirteen thousand cars per day, roughly yeah. in the in Japan, domestic only. So we don't think it right. affected U.S. production. So, hey, while we're on air, will you do this? Because this is something we did in the video when we were talking about it initially. Can you check to see if Kojima Industries oh, website yeah. is still you know, I've, down? I've been hitting been, it. But We've I have been not following that. Check yes. it today to see if it is, and then we'll see if if it's still down. Then that tells us that they are still really probably looking into this before they go back live again, because that might have been a portal into their so in, in their system. Is it still down? As of this very moment, Jay. Yes. On the podcast, it's uh, the ninth day of March as we record this. Right. Website still down. Yep. See now. Was that their doing, or were they taken down? That's the question. Um, that's actually a really good point. Um, they I mean, they may be... You think of it this way, everybody. So if you have a burglar in the building, and they steal a bunch... I just watched a heist movie last night, ironically. Did you really? I, I finished watching it. I It took me three days because I've been so busy, but just spent yeah. like about 30 minutes on it last night. It was the... Bank of Spain that they hijacked, and it was this big warning. Yeah, anyway, uh, once you get broken into, mm-hmm. and this is true of a brick-and-mortar store, you're going to tighten security for a bit. Uh, mm. You're going to restrict access to only those that need to be in. And so to Jay's point, the website could still be down because that may or may not have been the initial source of the breach. They may be trying to determine where the initial source of the right. breach was. And right. only essential equipment is brought back up until that point in time when right. they figured out. So that's actually right. a really good, uh, Jay, you've been paying attention. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people have been paying attention. This is, um, what's going on right now. Um, <clears throat> and we talked about this in, 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 that particular video, which by the way, you can check that video out over at youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus. It's a really good video. Um, the, the content is very useful. Keith has an in-depth knowledge in the information technology industry. So, there's a lot of good tips in there. We talk about passwords and how important it is to change those frequently and that sort of stuff. So make sure you go over there and hit that. And please subscribe while you're there. And thank you if you are subscribed. But, but you know, right now, the things that we are dealing with, um, we don't know what's going to come at us, really, to be quite frank. Um, this whole thing going on over in Ukraine, um, it, it's, 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 it's a very fluid uh, event that's going on. Um, there's some predictability based on, and again, let me, let me, I didn't get to say this is that we are not a political show. 
We don't want to be a political show. What we like to do is talk to our audience about what's going on in the world. 99.9% of the time for us, we're going to stay automotive centric. And that's what we like to talk about. But this is the elephant in the room of things that we're going to talk about today. And that's why I'm kind of bringing some of this information up or, you know, or this type of topic up because it's important because uh, it's going to affect your wallet. How long that happens to affect your wallet, I have no idea. Um, and in the scheme of things, how really bad does that affect your wallet? And we'll get into some of that a little bit. Keith and I have our own opinions on that. Um, and we'll talk about that stuff. But what we want to, what we want to dive into here is the fact that we are so dependent on um, petroleum right now, fossil fuels, um, globally, that when these types of events happen, uh, it is not just in your own backyard. Yeah, and, you know, look, that's no different from any event, even even electric grid stuff, right? Um, right. You know, but, yeah, we've been dependent on fossil fuels for um, decades, if not, you know, uh, well, well, we're we're over a hundred years now. Yeah, yeah a century. At so, least a century. Yeah. Uh, you know, until we dis- uh, discover crystallic fusion, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. Yes, uh, <laughs> I love it, man. I remember your, very your, well. Yeah, as your planet I, well, dis- is discovered crystallic fusion, well, yet are you still using fossil fuels? Right. <laughs> right. Well, let me tell you a real quick story on Buzz Lightyear, though. Now, All there right. was a char- character in the movie. He was a cowboy, right? What was his name? Woody. Right. So. I have a nephew who, by the way, thank you for your service. He is a submariner and he is active duty and he is he is in the water somewhere and that's all I know. So bless you guys, all of you. Thank you for your service and please stay safe. And I hope all of our troops that may be involved that might have to get involved in all this come home safely to their families. Um, anyway, when he was a kid, I just, my wife and I happened to be that particular morning, um, going over, uh, to visit her brother and sister-in-law for, for that Christmas morning. And they tell us the story about a little toy that, that, that he got for his Christmas present that year. And it just happened to be the height of the Buzz Lightyear movie. And he got a Woody. Um, but it's. How he let everybody know he got the Woody, which was most interesting, with a loud yell from his bedroom, he yelled really loud, Hey, Dad! Dad! I got a Woody! But um bum There you go. I, it was pretty funny. I've been rebuilding the soundboard and don't have it back up yet. I would have oh. been all over that one. But yeah. so can, I be, can I be Burt? Yeah. I hate to say I told you so. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So let's, It'll uh, be back. but anyway, It'll be back. that was a little story about Buzz Lightyear. So thanks for bringing that up. And thanks for um, humoring me and let me tell you that story. But um, Crystallic Fusion. Yeah. Crystallic Fusion. So uh, do you want to get into like all roads lead to controversy, Jay? Right. So let's let's <laughs> let you get into what you're wanting to get into now. Yeah. And I know what that is. So go ahead. Shoot. Let's let's roll. All right. So um, can we do the mailbag? Absolutely. I knew that's right. where you were going. All right. All right. Because yeah. we want to get this, you know, I, just get right into it. We have fun with this. Now, you, I'm do. probably going to get a little bit worked up. Before we get started, okay. y'all, 
Uh, we feel like a couple things. Uh, number one, we did one of these for fun, and it and it. I think it did pretty well. We, it did it well did. enough that we looked at each other and went, we ought to do these on a regular let's basis. Just, let's just do it, you know. And uh, they're kind of therapeutic. Also, we want to have more than – we want to have a two-way conversation where we can. So if you guys drop mm-hmm. us a note, uh, the easiest way is over on um, – uh, YouTube in the comment right. section on all of our videos. Although I paused there for a second because I do have one and I think I saved it where somebody dropped us a note on the website that I want to try to address in the same mailbag. So I'll, ah, okay. I'll get to that gotcha. one here in a minute. I didn't see that one. Yeah, okay. it was it was about uh, it was in regards to a video, but then he he did what we asked him to. He went over to our website and hit the ask us a question button and he wrote us a little you know kind of thing and oh awesome yeah. So uh, I got that. I need to get my people on. I mean, my PR team is just horrible. Right. Yeah, I mean, yours yours are spot on. <laughs> God, hey guys, you you hey, tighten it up, will you? You need a minute, Jesus. God. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, let me read a couple letters. Uh, a couple, okay. couple, couple comments here. A couple you comments. Let's go. All right. Ready and go. Um, so we're actually going to get back into this, uh, this one here, uh, on a, a very future segment, like coming very soon. Uh, mm. this was on the uh. The whole battle between the EPA and the U.S. Postal Service, and a, a user by the name of uh, Gypsy Triple X. Uh, Gypsy Triple X. What is that? Is that like a a cologne? I go. Oh, there you go. I mean, man. it just sounds like a cologne. I mean, I wouldn't drink it. There you it go. It doesn't sound like a drink. I'd be, but a cologne. I might throw some, you know, high karate or Gypsy Triple X on. Oh, you're throwing the high karate in there, man. Now we're oh, all <laughs> okay. Uh, he, he, he says now some of this, it's hard to interpret like inflection, but he said, uh, did you seriously say no one has ever heard of Oshkosh an automotive builder? Do your homework, son. Okay. Okay. Well, oh, I, wait a minute, son. <laughs> what well, you, you explained to me, that means like he's from the deep South and he's got, could be, yeah. Could be. Um, okay, so first of all, yes, I seriously said I've not heard of Oshkosh. I'm going to double down on that because I think most people haven't. And technically, dude, they are not an automotive builder. They are a military defense contractor. That's right. And we are not privy to their information. So maybe you, Triple um, X, uh, Gypsy, Gypsy, whatever you are, um, you know, maybe you work for the Defense Department. Uh, so maybe and- you have worked in conjunction with these guys. Maybe that's how you know of them i don't for, maybe. for for the record they're not making their own engines no okay just just to be clear right. here like i'm not the i'm not the huge idiot you're trying to make me out to be although right. you know if if wherever you're from you guys are using you're talking about oshkosh around the campfire on a daily basis then i, right. I guess you know but no not not right. here in my neck of the right woods. yeah i mean it's it's not like levi's or anything man like right. everybody in the world has a pair or have had a pair at once in their life, probably. Now, look, I, um, there's things you're going to be able to stump me on that I don't know, but I just this one is not as common. So now I, I will tell you this: that in in exactly. So, for for example, um, you know, in the cataloging world or in the in the automotive industry, period, like the Grumman LLV, um, that goes under like that the the LLV man, uh, that goes under GM. It's not Grumman. It doesn't go as a Grumman LLV, even though that's what it is. Grumman is the the uh, builder of that and the designer of that. But uh, I think it gets most of its components and stuff from General Motors, so that's why it goes under the under the radar as as GM. So there you go. 
Uh, okay, so um, moving on, Daily Tinker says, uh, this is from our Camping World Stock video where we Daily talked about Daily Tinker? Yeah. I like uh, that because yeah. I'm a tinker. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm going to assume. Daily Tinker. So it could be like taking right. a tank every day. I don't know. It's tinker. Not like tinkerer. A, I like the tinker. Tinker. Tink yeah. Daily Tinker. I like tinker. the tinker. This is his daily tinker. I like to tinker right. with this. It's, I'm going to tear clever. this apart. And, yeah. You know, yeah. it is. I like it. Either that or someone is a fairy. Um. Yeah, man. Whatever I mean, you're into, we don't judge on this program. No, so, no, no. Yeah. I'm just. I'm, I mean, I, I'd like to. Hey, re-comment to tell us what the tinker aspect yeah. of it it's is. It's memorable for sure. We're talking it about is. it. Yeah, tinker. Uh. Yeah. So Marcus Lamona's buying a bunch of his own company stock, and we pointed to that and said something's coming. And um, he just mentioned it, and this is a good point. And this is something that has been done in the past. I may or may not have friends and family that work for FEMA. Uh, can neither confirm nor deny. But he says, uh, also, FEMA is buying up brand new campers from dealers. That uh, that happens from time to time. And they Absolutely. use them uh, for various things. But, yeah, right. so, uh, so, so good to point that out. Yeah, I appreciate uh, Jay, that, did man. Did you know yeah. that, Jay? Did you know um, they did that? I knew that they were buying like those those trailers, but not necessarily campers. Um, well, but, trailer camper. Well, I mean, I mean but it's a, there's a difference. It's those portable trailers. Those are different than than the campers, man. Unless um, they can't get those, and then they have to get yeah whatever they, they get, can. They get what they can. And that might be the case here, which is fine. I think it's great that FEMA can do that, but you know that puts the RV industry in another pickle. You know, there are already shortages in, in that industry. So as more as long as we keep having natural disasters, man, and FEMA's around to help people out, this is the kind of stuff you're going to get. And these natural disasters are not slowing down. So, Yes, for sure. And uh, that's okay. due in part to many things. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not do a good job with Carrie's name here. Uh, it's Carrie Compagna who Campania? commented... Yeah, uh, on the Ford Bronco backpacks video yeah. that we got from uh, the, uh, well, I think it was most prominently discussed in the Bronco 6G forum. But Bronco um, 6G forum was a heavy hitter in that conversation, yes. Because yep. uh, they so, had video that they posted and that sort of stuff. So Yep, said, uh, let's see, Carrie said, um, reservation holder from the second day, uh, as mm -hmm. was I, Carrie. For, well, mm -hmm. maybe like day four. I, I was right. up there. Uh and I uh, still have no not received my Bronco. I, I actually canceled my reservation for a lot of reasons. You'll have to go back and listen to the previous podcast where we talk about that. Right. Um, and then says WTF. I don't know what that means, Jade. You know what WTF means? Um, uh, ordered one of my ordered one from my local dealer December 22nd. It's here today. So if you guys want a 2022 late in the year, I got an extra one. So this is interesting if I'm understanding their point here, their original mm -hmm. reservation is is not ready yet, but they got one by basically waiting until recently to put the order in. Right. Does that sound right to you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, that first one, if it was like the first edition, right. uh, that could be why. It, you know, yeah. it's, it depends on the build, right? Did you, did you carry, did you get the same exact build or close? to what the one was that you originally ordered or is this completely different right right yeah i mean that's 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 key that's key wow man the bronco's been a big deal nah that, it's nah. been more of a big Come deal on, man did you see the video of the of the of the person that was i forget where they were at but it flipped completely over they they couldn't get up and they were trying to and they just 
and it's not on the on the rig and i know everybody wants to like put bronco down because it flipped over if you don't know what you're doing you can flip a vehicle over man it ain't the vehicle's fault so there you go that's right. a bad bad they're driver not, man they're not they're not uh indestructible um i i have one okay. on that same subject go if i can it. yeah okay that i that i forgot that i had this one Certainly. so this is on that same video um guy's name is um uh zach loesher l-o-e-s-c-h-e-r he has a youtube channel uh folks and um he is apparently he's a life coach uh likes to coach you to be a better professional that sort of so i i looked at some of his videos over there um i think he's got like maybe 300 subscribers or something like that and you know um anyway been there done that but he just he just says lol b6g lol laugh out loud bronco 6g laugh out loud bronco 6g now i don't know if he's hey laugh out loud about that's the a bronco big group 6G man you, you better be patrick swayze whatever walk, yeah you're walking into well, here, that bar stirring up a he, fight but right? here's my point here's my point he's supposedly like a life coach and you're gonna hey dude don't come on my show as a life coach and act like you need a little life coaching. Well, what did Patrick Swayze say in Roadhouse? Uh, you know better than I do. Uh, be nice until it's time to not be nice. Right. So there you go, pal. Uh, <laughs> and good how luck will I know your... when it's time to not be nice? I'll tell you. <laughs> exactly. I love yeah, it. Yeah, man. Uh, or as I like to say, um, remember the golden rule, right? If you don't have anything nice to say, shut your damn Just... mouth. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you on that. I'll or back something that up. like that. Let's get some T-shirts that made up that say that. Uh, Can we do that? Or I'd, hats? I'd be all right with that. Yeah, um, too. Okay, a couple more real quick. Uh, yeah. And uh, some of these are just insane, ridiculous. Um, Justin Bork says, uh, when, when an EV can get me to work in roughly 40,300 kilometers one way, I'll buy two. Okay, what? that's ridiculous. Like, nobody how you know how many tanks of petroleum is it gonna yeah yeah and when i can get to work on mars with my spaceship i'll work on mars i mean sure okay when i become the next um you know uh, grammy award-winning uh front man for yeah uh, foo fighters that's not going to be a mass manufactured product for the masses because that's an extreme request Right. I and I'm not even defending the EV range thing. I'm just saying I see your ridiculous comment and I raise you a level of ridiculousness by right. I you know, I'll be on Elon Musk's rocket as soon as he gets my office and podcasting right. studio set up on Mars. Like that's There you go. Okay. There you go. Um okay. Um Wow. <laughs> this is good. This is yeah, I know, potatoes, man. man. Uh, but I, but guys, we love these. Like, please continue. We shouldn't be. Um, we shouldn't call this the mailbag. We should call this the comment buffet. True. Right? True. Okay. The comment now for, buffet. Now for a serious one, and I'm gonna own this one. Uh, let's see. Dominic Barbarina mm-hmm. says the guy in the red cuts the other dude way too much. You know what? Actually, Dominic, you're right. I was the guy in the red in the particular video that he's referencing, which was the Bronco backpack thing. Oh, was it really? And um, you're right, Jay. I'm I'm sorry. I you know what? I do that a lot, and I've I, noticed that I do it a lot. I forgive I you. I get buddy. so excited. I will do better. 
Because I, there, I forgive you. No. Don't. No, there there are times when you're on a roll and I'm so like pulled into what you're saying and I'm like, I feel like I got to contribute. And sometimes it's better to just let you go. That's okay. I mean, I do the same thing to you, I think. But it's I haven't I I'm honestly sure we have to, never noticed it. If I have to sit here and be mindful of that and worry about how much I, I, eh. I we're having a conversation. It'd be like sitting at a, at a bar and 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 we're like, no, 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 you, 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 you know, it's just how it is. I mean, I, I don't take offense to it. Thank you for pointing it out, guys. If that was annoying to you, fine. I personally didn't even notice it. Um, Keith and I have been dear friends for, I mean, at least a nearing couple decades yeah, now, right? For real, yeah. So I mean, we're we're like brothers, family, man. So um, it's all in fun. We have a good time. We hope we're conveying the message though for you guys. The topics of discussion that we're talking about, we hope that we are getting to the start and to the finish thoroughly enough for you guys to enjoy that. So just hang in there with us. We're human. We have our moments. Thank you for apologizing. You don't need to. Uh, I can do Apology better. Apology accepted. Though. I can do better. Uh, okay. Thanks. All right. couple more. Um, Critical thought. Uh, let's see. So And see, um, I just talked all over you. Nah, it's, no, you didn't. It's fine, man. Uh, let's see. So... Um, lots of love around the new eye camper. Lots of comments on the price uh, yeah. point. Yeah. Um, and somebody said, "Hey, man, until you have to close it up soaked." Well, you, my friend, are a prime candidate for a hard-sided RV. If that's, I mean, there right. is no tent system out there, rooftop system that isn't going to be an issue in the rain. Right. If you're doing a lot of camping and dealing with rain issues that's where you got to kind of up your game to a towable i mean that's really the only choice you know here's a way around that just put together a a system that will you know put a rain flap over the top of your rooftop tent well and i've done this very thing that he's talking about plenty of times where i've had to put a tent up soaked Mm. you're gonna have to take it home wait for you know, drier days, and then you have to set it back up. You open it yeah. back up. That's with and any you let it air out, and you're just going to leave the vehicle parked. And if it's your only vehicle, you might have to take the the whole thing down and just you know leave it right at home. But right. there are ways. You know, I mean, I guess it all comes back to how often are you having to shut down in the rain? Well, it's like your underwear is clean until you shit yourself. <laughs> True. Yeah. But how often are you doing that, man? I right. Mean, That's my, my point exactly. Right. <laughs> so there you go. Well, at least you can throw those away if that happens. But, yeah. You know. Yeah. Did I just, uh, you can bleep that, right? Yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. I may not, I felt though. It was, you know, it's comedic- I felt it was appropriate. Yeah, yeah. It's comedically appropriate. All right. Yeah. This one came to us from our website. For you guys that don't know what we're talking about, you can head over to our oh, website, yeah. partscounterguru.com. Uh, there is an Ask Us a Question tab. It's near in the middle, top third-ish of the website. And mm-hmm. uh, you can literally like just drop us a note. And drop Jay and note. I see it. And so um, Tim V, like Victor, I'm not going to say his last name because he may not want me to, um, left, left us a question. And Tim, I just thought, hey, I'm going to give you a little airtime here because this is a question that some other folks might have on that same video. Mm-hmm. So the sh- the the shocks the Coney shocks video that I did oh on my yeah for the motorhome class A with the Ford F fifty three chassis right and talked about it was pretty easy replacement why that mattered why did it and all that that's and a good video thanks man he uh, t- Tim basically wants to know I'm just going to read his message here what is the best shock replacement for for my 2013 F fifty three chassis for body mm. roll uh, Coney FSD or Bilstein or something better. So, first of all, the 2013, it, it really hasn't changed that much from 13 to the one that I have, which is an 18. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I would say in terms of those choices, this is not going to be a straight answer, Tim, but hopefully it'll be a good answer for you. Mm -hmm. None of those shocks are going to be the best way to directly address roll. Um, the porpoising right. that you're talking about, the shocks will help a little bit, but they're more for potholes and rebound. Um, those those chassis are very, uh, it's commonly known that they do that porpoising, that body roll. Um, right. There's some stuff that you can do to them, like sumo springs, that it's expensive. But if you're going to keep it, if you're going to use it for a while, I would look down the, the direction of sumo springs to deal with that, not shocks. Um the shocks will help a little bit, but I don't think you're going to be happy with the results. That said, right now, if you are looking to replace the shocks, um, you're going to have to just go with whatever you can get your hands on. The Coney's have been out of stock for a couple months. The Bilstein's, in some cases, are no better. Sometimes it's just finding one with um, a, you know, a dealer or supplier with them in, in, in stock. They're very comparable. I, I went with the Coney's. I would have gone with the Bilstein's. Um, I, I think if you get the right model, you're going to have very similar results. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, I, I, honestly, the reason that I went with the Coney's over the Bilstein's is kind of the reputation I had with the people that I bought them from, and they dealt right. more in the Coney's. Yeah, um, which is a place up in Kent, Jay, near you. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. anyway, that that hopefully uh, Tim answers your question. Wow, that's a you know that video has really really gotten a lot of views. Um, I'm going to suggest it to anybody who has a motorhome just, just for the heck of it. Just go check it out anyway, because you, you may learn something. If you don't already know, that's over at youtube.com forward slash parts kind of groups. Make sure you subscribe for more videos like that. We got a lot in the can right now coming out. So just hang in there with us, folks. We got some, got, we got some interesting install, an install video coming up. I think Keith, you have an install video of some sort, something, or I got something some, that you guys, you got some, so there's, yeah, there's some, yeah. there's some stuff. Yeah. There's so. a lot in the, uh, in the can. Yeah. Right. So is that a wrap on the uh, the mailbag? Yes. Thank you, everybody, for your comments. Please continue to leave them over on our YouTube channel. Uh, of course, if you're watching this video, you're already on it. Just drop us a note. Tell us what you'd like to see. Tell us what you think. We appreciate them. We read as much of them as we can, and we respond to as many of them as we can. Uh, we always like to hear from you guys, and it honestly gives us ideas for future content. So, uh, right. again, thanks, everybody. Well. Yes, thank you guys. And again, my PR team needs to get on the ball because they, <laughs> they did not give me any information on 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 that shock absorber uh, question. So, anyway, your PR team's on it, dude. Yeah, that's wow. kind of my fault. That's where we go. It's my good. data falling the grenade. All right, where to uh, next, Jay? Okay, so um, now let's get into what we you know what we have started talking about earlier. Uh, this is a basically we're going to talk a little bit about the gas situation going on. Um, right now but we want to talk a little bit about mr elon musk all right uh, we're gonna let elon kick this off and i thought that it it was i like elon um i like him for a lot of reasons some people hate him for a lot of reasons but i like elon he's um, very polarizing he is extremely polarizing the the one thing that i think i like the most about him is that for I'll give you the, the best example that I could that I that I can right now, which is when he revealed the Cybertruck and he was going through the process of showing you some of the features and the and he says you know uh, unbreakable glass and he broke the glass, you know he could have lost his mind and went on a rant and fired people and yada yada and all, you know he never does those sorts of things. 
He's very matter-of-fact about any situation. He's all about getting to the next level. He tries to be transparent, um, but obviously there's things that he can't be transparent about because then he'd be giving away trade secrets, and you can't do that. That's how success happens with, with uh, uh, you know, innovation. And if you give your, if you show your hand, then everybody else is going to get on top of it but, and make it a little bit better, you know. You know kind of like that Apple Microsoft thing, you know. I, I've been, oh, don't get me started. I've been watching, I've probably been watching too many sci-fi, you know, superhero type movies lately. But Jay, in an alternate universe, somewhere in an alternate reality, mm-hmm. a version of Elon Musk snapped during that uh, glass break scenario that you just talked about. I mean, just imagine with me, everybody, if you will, for a minute. <laughs> In that alternate reality where he takes that same baseball bat and calls the guy out on stage that designed it (laughs) (laughs) and gets all like walking dead with a bunch of guys on their knees. Now, now it's getting a little too graphic, but uh, I think he would get ratings. You know, I'm not so, might, I'm not yeah. so sure the Cybertruck's going to sell. Anyway, I digress. Oh, he'd certainly get more ratings than Tim Cook, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, we, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so you know that there is a lot of concern um, with the economy. And the, the shortage of gasoline, the pricing of gasoline, all those sorts of stuff, Obviously, at the end of the day, it drives costs up for everybody. So part of the reason, not all, th- this is a complex problem. And and, mm-hmm. and we as humans tend to look for like simple answers. That's just our mm-hmm. nature. That Sometimes that just isn't a, a realistic expectation. So right. we have some fuel shortages. Some of it is due to uh, a certain levels of supply that we would get from Russia. Right. Uh, we're going to get into that in depth here in just a minute. Um, but... We're in a situation where we don't have enough fossil fuels, and as we established earlier, Jay, we haven't developed, we haven't discovered crystallic fusion yet. So right. uh, we got to do something, right? True, we do, we must. And so Elon comes out and tweets, and Twitter's kind of one of my favorite uh, mm-hmm. places to get information lately. By the way, nine times out of nine times out of ten, you're hearing it from the horse's mouth right. when when you, if you're yeah following or the horse's yeah. ass. But I digress. Uh, <laughs> right. At the counter show, everybody on Twitter, that's us. Uh, make sure you follow us. Go ahead and say hi while you're there. Um, yeah, obviously, please. this is Elon. Uh, now, this was a few days back. Obviously, this would negatively affect Tesla, but sustainable energy solutions simply cannot react instantaneously to make up for Russian oil and gas exports. So he's basically saying, hey, we would love the business, but we can't ramp up to you know make enough EVs in time. So... We got to do something. Uh, let's get let's 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 drill some more oil. Let's let's release some more uh, petroleum. Right, and you know, the, and that that was in response to his basically saying he had a, just a broad statement saying, "Hate to say it, but we need to increase oil and yeah. gas output immediately. Yeah. Extraordinary times demand extraordinary measures." Now there was a response to that, a reply to that uh, from one of his followers. That his name is Dan. Um, says, uh, we don't need more oil. 
uh, we need to wean ourselves off of our reliance on fossil fuels as quickly as possible. Higher prices are the best and only uh, way to achieve this that. This is not this a rip not. the Band-Aid off situation. You're no, going to shut down. You're going to shut down delivery services. You're going to shut down all yeah. those Amazon Prime purchases. Commerce has to happen. It's we're not survival. Yeah, we are a long way away from that. And that is why Keith and I, I know we talk a lot about electric vehicles on our show. Why? Because that's the talk. That's the chatter. That's why this is. That's why this is such a big deal. When you have, you know, the one the most successful EV company on the planet, Tesla, um, the you know the CEO coming out and saying this because he is not stupid. He realizes how much we rely upon fossil fuels for even him to produce I mean, an electric vehicle. This is right? almost equivalent. Since I'm just going out on analogy. Tan random whatever tangents mm -hmm. today. Yeah. If you despise uh ice engines so much, internal combustion engines, actually ice, I should have just left it at ice and not threw the engine there in the end. That's redundant, but I, I don't right. guess. Uh that you just go, well, I'm not doing it. I'm walking to work. Well, if your work is twenty miles away, I mean I hope you're leaving eight hours. I mean that's just not a realistic solution right now. No, uh, don't no. disagree with you about our dependence on fossil fuels being over the top, but just saying we got to shut it down and rip the Band-Aid off, um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think there there is a certain school of thought uh, that says if, if gas prices stay high for a long period of time, Jay, we're going to be in trouble with vehicle sales here in the United States because we have so many larger vehicles. And as we have discussed many times on this program, by the way, make sure you're subscribed. Uh, as the automotive industry goes in the United States, so goes the U.S. economy. That's right. So no faster way to tank the U.S. economy than poor automobile sales. That's right. Absolutely. And we were having those discussions. Big trucks. Big trucks account for a lot of the automotive sales. You know, so so there you go, and you can elaborate on that if you want to, Keith. But I, what? Look, this is a unique. I say unique situation. It it truly is a unique situation to where we have basically just cut off, um, you know, that supply. However, the percentage of that um, is not really that devastating to us. Um, I think the global impacts of this, especially some of the European players. Those are the guys that are very heavily dependent on Russian oil. Um, Germany, I think the UK. Um, we are not. Uh, we're probably around the eight to ten percent of what we our annual usage. I think that's what we import yeah. from those guys. Um, and then, of course, you've got people saying, "Well, open up the 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 um, what was the the Keystone pipeline? pipeline. Yeah, it, yeah, let it roll." Um, I'm not saying I disagree with any of that. I think that. Um, the environmental impacts of that that going forward. Um, hey, I don't have a dog in that race. I don't own any of the land that that pipeline's coming through. It's for those people to determine and have that argument with whoever's trying to come through there. I I, I think though that at the end of the day, um, the oil companies are going to get what they need. And it, it's it's weird to me that we complain so much about the prices that we're paying at the pump. And Keith and I were talking about this. If you look at it in the scheme of things, so over the summer, I think 
Oh, I think I was paying here. You know, up in the Pacific Northwest, man, our gas prices are high anyway. I mean, oh, we're not I, nearly as high. We're not nearly as high as drove my eighty is. gallon, eight miles to the gallon Class A motorhome through that right. area last and, summer. And you have to yeah. right, and you have to understand why California gas prices are so high. Um, they're running specific types of blends depending on the time of year. Their taxation so, is crazy. A lot of it's uh, fuel tax, yeah. Absolutely, and so that's why gasoline prices are so high there. Some of that applies here to the Pacific Northwest. Um, but I was probably paying back in the summer, uh, last year, you know, two forty five, two fifty a gallon. So, and right now it's double that. Yeah. I have a, I have a 11 gallon tank on one and I have a 15 gallon tank on another. Yeah. Um, you do the math on that. Um, yeah, you so know. I want to. I want to. Let's let's do the math on that. Let's so, talk, and, let's and talk this about may be that. one of those rare times, Jay, where we just have a little bit of a longer video that ends up out on YouTube because uh, I feel like this is all related, and so we're just mm-hmm. going to connect the dots here for everybody. Now, look, I understand this is a hot issue, and it's going to get a little bit controversial here, and you know that's. But it's. I, I think it's worth the conversation, as Jay, you pointed out. Um, Yesterday, I guess it was in our kind of side conversation. So mm-hmm. I sat down at dinner with my wife last night at the table, and I I just said, like let's just let's just use my wife's car as an example. Cause she she drives more than I do on any given week. So mm-hmm. she's got a crossover. It's got about a seventeen gallon tank, and I said, well, you know what what did it what did it cost you to fill up today? Um, she said it was about 60 bucks and she said it's that's the highest it's ever been and i went all right so if gas was here in the middle tennessee um you know in the neighborhood of 350 uh to 375 a gallon about a month and a half ago um and it's now over four dollars a gallon it's like well over four bucks a gallon okay mm-hmm. um so that's about twelve dollars more Per fill up in your 17 gallon tank. If you're talking about 75 cents, I want I want to be real clear on the math here. If you're talking about another 75 ish cents per gallon of gas from what you're used to paying, and you've got in my wife's case a, a 17 gallon tank, that's about 12 bucks more per fill up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So case in point, um, that's going to be if you fill up, let's just say five to six times a month. If that's like one in one point two five times per week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Six times yeah. a month. Right. Um, that's somewhere between seventy-five and hundred dollars more a month, right? Again, depending right. on number of Phillips you do and how much you drive sure. and all that. But I'm just yeah. taking her as an average use case, right? She drives uh, twenty miles one way to work, you know, so forty mm-hmm. mile round trip, groceries, kids, you know, typical week, right? We all, you know, kind of a normal family life. Sure. Um, who is that strapped that a hundred dollars more a month? is going to break you to the point that you're having to cut somewhere else. Now, I know there are some of you out there that that's true for. Paycheck I, to paycheck, you know, single mom, single dads, two I children. Get it. You but know, this yeah. is made to be way more people than I think it actually is. Like, I could cut something else out in my life that I have in abundance to make up for it, and it's not right. going to really... And I'm not saying I'm okay with high gas prices. I'm saying that... I think we're getting whipped into a frenzy over something that is not near as serious as we're being told it is. 
Keith, you and I talk about this all the time, peer pressure, right? Yeah. It's everywhere. It's in every aspect of life, peer pressure. Somebody has got something to say about what you're doing. And that's their opinion. And I get that. But the problem you have in, in the world of public opinion, social media, all this stuff, it does grow. It grows legs. It grows arms. It grows heads. It, it, it grows into something that it shouldn't grow into. This same subject a year ago was happening, but for other reasons. And it was 10 cents higher a gallon, not a dollar fifty a gallon, and you're complaining then. I mean, ten cents. Ten cents a, a gallon, gallon, Jay, is not even on a. That's on a dollar fifty yeah. on a fifteen gallon tank. Yeah, that's. I mean, wow, that really? Is, if you're filling up, if you're filling up four times a month, that's less than that's, ten bucks more a month, right? Come on, people. You know, and that's why I think, and part of this is, you know, my mom did it. My family has, my grandmother did it. Everybody likes to talk about the price of gas, right? It's like mm-hmm. yeah. you're out driving, you notice the change. Your dad may do it. I don't know. It's just a common conversational thing. But I feel like it in this era, it's not near as relevant as it used to. I'm not, everybody, I am not saying that the price of gas doesn't matter. I am saying oh, it, does. It, it doesn't matter to the level of extremity that we're making it out to be. I mean, groceries right. have gone up more by ratio of percentage than gas has over the past 12 months. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I think that and people need to realize that, that this just didn't happen overnight, guys. Okay, this is a oh, culmination. It's been going on for a decade or more. Right. This is a culmination of several administrations, how we conduct ourselves globally with our oil uh, sources, and how we it, it's there there are ways out of this but it's caught up in 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 the capital up there on both yeah. sides of trying to get it done well now no matter what switch you flip here it's not going to uh, impact it right away guys and this is this is this is yes perfect so so i would just like to add to that be careful what you ask for Right. There are consequences to getting what you ask for that you mm-hmm. that may be unforeseen. You right. know, if if you okay, so f- the the first guy that we talked about that said we need to wean our dependence on fossil fuels. Right. Okay. So then you're looking at this EV or uh, the mandate, the the internal combustion ban that California that Gavin Newsom signed into law that happens in what 20, 25, 30 years, something 20, like that. 25 or 2030. Yeah. And then Europe, do, some parts of Europe doing the same thing. So if mm-hmm. you if you really want that, you could potentially lose like race cars. Right. Yes. Um, the, you know, there's another scenario here where that you say, I don't care. I just want my big engine and I want my cheap gas prices. Well, then that means that you have to do things necessarily that maybe are a little bit unethical right. to get it. Maybe you don't like fracking. Maybe you don't like, I mean, can there are consequences. Be careful what you ask for, right? Like th- this is part of the ebb and flow of what's going on right now. Can we, can we get into the shell thing just a little bit? Let's do this. Let's do this, right? So, and this is uh, this is good good conversation here. So Shell, Shell bought a bunch of oil from, from Russia, okay? Um, they did it. Uh, they said they bought uh, this I, here, was— Here, I got the numbers. Would you like to know how much? 
It's a hundred thousand metric tons. See, you already knew. I, what, yeah. what, what am yeah. I here for, Jay? You've already... right. <laughs> no, um, hey, nobody does their homework. I like that guy over there. I'm telling you guys, there's no. a reason the word gurus is in this. Is in our yeah. Okay, please. Continue. I'm telling you, man. But there's uh, basically uh, uh, it was reported. Uh, reported as bought at a record discount is what they said. Now, Shell is doing their due diligence as a supplier of the stuff to get it in their hands so that you, at the pump, this conversation we're having, complaining about this. Like, this this whole... Uh, I want cheap gas. Like, they're literally trying to keep it priced. They're trying to give you cheap gas. Well, the problem that that spawns is you're, you're basically buying from Russia. Mm-hmm. Okay, they got a lot of flack over this man, and um, they basically said that they had they they got into some intense talks uh, with governments, and they continued to follow the guidance of those governments around this issue of security of the supply, um, and they were very aware uh, that they were going to have to navigate through this whole dilemma very very carefully with care, very very careful. Um, they didn't decide to do this easily. They just happened to do it. Well, 24 hours later, they made an announcement. Shell will stop buying Russian crude oil and gas over Ukraine invasion. So that was because of the peer pressure yes, from the rest of the, the world. As the automotive industry, we've discussed many times, especially in the automotive industry, peer pressure is a major factor. Now, in between right. those two, though... There was a, a, a at some point I read as I smacked the mic here that they were going to donate the proceeds to, to the Ukraine. U- Ukraine, yes, to try to, help to in the aid. That was their first attempt to soothe everybody, right? Right, right. Okay, um, but they basically came out and they said that they they apologized for doing this, for buying the Russian crude oil, um, and they withdrew completely from any involvement in Russian hydro- hydrocarbons. Uh, over the invasion of Ukraine. Um, They are acutely aware that their decision uh, to purchase uh, a cargo of Russian crude uh, was not the right one, and they are very sorry for that. And that came right from uh, Shell Chief uh, CEO uh, Ben Van Buren. Um, They bought, uh, let's see, they said they bought the cargo of Russian crude oil from Swiss trader uh, Trafigura, uh, in S&P Global Platts window loading from Baltic ports at a record low of dated Brent minus $28.50 a barrel. That is super freaking low. Because what, it's up to 100, yeah. over 100 yeah. right now? So um, c- can you blame them? I mean, that's a deal of a lifetime, yeah. right? And and I understand the the outrage. Um, again, be careful what you ask for. Let me throw a let me throw an angle at you, everyone. That I I'm speculating here, but I I'm pretty confident in what I'm about to say. That um, I I feel like there's a lot of truth to it. So mm-hmm. this can be an example of what happens when you lose focus on who the actual customers are, and that's open for debate. Okay, mm. and I've yeah. I've said this many times. We just got back from Disney World, Jay, as you know. Disney World, D- yeah, and Disney. um, it's their fiftieth uh, anniversary. They're you know tagging it as though it uh the world's most magical 
anniversary, 50th celebration, whatever. Anyway, mm -hmm. uh, we were there pre-pandemic in 2020, and uh, it, there has been a change in leadership. Uh, it, the tale of two Bobs, if you will. Former CEO Bob Iger, who retired, and current CEO Bob Chapek. Now, the latter, Bob Chapek, has a little bit of a reputation for being a penny pincher. And I, I'm not sure if this was him. I don't know where the decisions are made, but I can tell you that it was a noticeable decline in quality of merchandise, of food. Uh, they're doing things like jam pack, packing the park full to the point that you literally at one point, half the rides in one of the parks were broken on one day. Uh, there, there it was three to four hours of lines. These are decisions to basically maximize profit. Okay. Mm, now, now, right. how does this tie into what Shell did? Because you focus on the shareholders and good earnings reports, and those mm -hmm. become your primary customers. That's right. Not the consumers of your goods. Correct. Okay. And I feel like that's the danger in in this logic, mm -hmm. and I, you know, Apple's doing something similar. Um, this is not an Apple segment, you know, maybe we get into that in a little bit, but there's something very similar going on with Apple. And and we've lost focus uh, in terms of the consumers of our product being the primary customer. And maybe that needs to happen. I don't know. It bothers me. It bothers me that companies start treating me like I'm basically just a piece of meat, right? Like I'm just somebody right. to consume their product that I don't matter. They don't right. care about well, my experience with their product yeah yeah i mean i get it you know you you look at you look at that and then on the other hand you look at like some of the other bigger players uh you know the protest against russia the, the bigger players like for example amazon prime is cutting ties with russia yeah so no more prime video um i don't know if they'll be conducting deliveries or not i i i would hope that they would use their, uh, their in russia amazon deliver you uh, <laughs> sorry. sorry, right? But uh, good one. You need your sound effects, man. Uh, sound they'll effects be back soon, everybody. Like but um, you know, McDonald's uh, basically saying we're we're gonna we're gonna shut them down. They had over eight hundred uh, locations in Russia. Yeah, and but in the meantime, what they're doing is they're paying the employees. Um, they're not selling the product, but they're not. They're gonna make sure that the employees are taken care of. Um, and I think Starbucks has has just recently announced they're doing the same it's thing. It's going to get messy, man, because not everybody right. that lives in that country wants right. to fight. Um, not everybody that lives in that country agrees with the decisions that are being made. No. But if you are trying to peacefully resolve this without loss of life, you know you minimize loss of life by sanctions. That's just one way, right? It's and the that's way it works. Yeah. Right. So it's a it's a business. A business is a business. Period. The the. The globe running the world is a business. Um, when somebody be acting fool, as we like to say, <laughs> yeah. um, you get a you get a you get a, a smack upside the head, man. You know, and um, this is you know turning the screws pretty tight on on Putin uh, for this um, just I, I, un, unfathomable um, event that is occurring right now. It's um it's hard for me to uh, even I don't I don't want to get politically involved with this, but I do have an opinion as a human being. Um, you know, we're we're understanding that that and this is I don't have firsthand information, but I'm getting this from the best information sources that I can. That unfortunately, children are dying, elderly are, civilians are being targeted, 
and this is not a good thing. Um, so whatever we can do to um, redirect that into other things and or put a stop to it, this is how we have to achieve it. And I think this is, this is the way. Now, back to the gas prices. I will say this. I'm going to come right out and say this to everybody, all of our listeners. You can, you can hate me for saying it. It, I'm, it is my opinion. We it welcome your I, comments. It is how <laughs> I feel about it. But here's the deal. If I have to pay a dollar or two more per gallon because it's, it's impacting Ukraine in a positive way and helping them get through this particular situation, then I've done my part. I'm not going to complain about it because I have a bed to lay on at night and I don't hear bombs dropping outside my window every night. So you guys need to put that in perspective. Those of you that are not looking at the bigger picture here, you're not alone at the pump. We're all in this together. You're not alone at the pump. Yes, you have a right to complain about the high prices, but again, perspective, guys. Perspective is a key here, I think. And we are in a very unique time and situation right now. And just go ahead and go back to your history books and look at what some of the folks did through World War I and World War II, the sacrifices that were made to bring peace to the world. That's what we're trying to do here, guys. That's all I'm saying. I, I, and I'm off my soapbox for that. I, I support you, Jay. And, 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 I, and I, if you support Jay with me, guys, make sure you hit the subscribe button over on YouTube. Yep. Ring the yep. bell. Be notified. Um, while we're on uh, the topic of conflict, let's maybe hit mm-hmm. let's hit uh, one more that's also sure. an environmental um, situation while my dog gets worked up over probably somebody crossing the Lucky. street the wrong way. Yeah. Lucky dog. Um, all right. So... Uh, I'm just going to come right out and say this. The, the Postal Service yeah. just basically went and told the uh, EPA to fuck off, right? <laughs> you know did. what I mean? Pretty they much, told them to, to, to go right, get on your horse, and fuck right off to fuck off mountain. Yep, that's it, man. <laughs> exactly. And um, we covered... Do you still have that meme? I, I'll it, It'll come out, you, you know? Um, I have that meme if you want me to send that to you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, you know, the one, right? Yeah. Yes, I do. So, so I love it. I use it. We covered on this program, um, a little while back. I want to say what, like a month ago. Yeah. Um, the, in fact, we just read, we read some comments from, uh, from our viewers and our fans about, mm-hmm. uh, Oshkosh, but basically right. it was the new mail trucks. Okay. Right. And right. There was a stink over these new ones, which were developed um, by a military defense contractor that everybody's heard of. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. That that they're only going to get like it's not even ten miles to the gallon. It's like it's like half a mile to the gallon right. better than the ones that came out forty years ago. Right. And the EPA stepped in and said, "You guys got to do better. Let's look at some you electric trucks. Yeah. Let's look at and and basically the Postal Service came right back and said." Nah, no thanks. So we're going right. to be comfortable with this whole eight mile to the gallon mail truck thing for the next 40 years, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, they, they are. Well, here's the thing. The U.S. Postal Service has been really kicked to the curb for the last two decades, in my opinion. Um, you know, you, you, they've, had, they've had to endure price hikes with the, uh, with the, uh, the stamps yeah. going up. They went up several times over the last couple decades. They're now a whopping 40, 
what two cents for a stamp no, it's or 50, something like that? It's fifty. Is it fifty? Yeah. See, I don't even. I don't yeah, mail I mean, much it's gone anymore. up a penny a year for the past year. Right. Exactly. It's not awful, but it is what it is. But you know, these guys. I encourage you if you know someone that works for the postal service. See if you can go get a tour and go take a look at some of these junk vehicles that they've been having to drive for the last 40 years. They deserve a new vehicle. They deserve a safer vehicle with modern equipment on it. These new um, gasoline engine vehicles that do not get great gas mileage don't get great gas mileage for a lot of reasons. Um, It's going to be underpowered, in my opinion. Um, But it has a lot of load to carry around. Um, They do a lot of uh, stop and go. Um, they do some idling. Uh, however, I think that there's that push to make them turn it off. I don't know, but I can tell you right now that FedEx and UPS and all, they're not. They come up here and, and start delivering packages. They just sit there and run for five minutes until they get every package dropped off and then get back and go. I think it depends when, on the driver. Because some it, of them do it, turn them off. You some know. of them do. I, I wish they I wish they would turn them off. That There's anti, uh, or anti, there's Areas where you is there no idle zones. Idle, yeah, and, yeah, right. You know, that 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 should be everywhere, in my opinion. But my point here is, is this: is that I get why the U.S. Postal Service said, you know what, you know, we we get what you're saying, but you're not giving us any more money to do right. this. It's, it's we don't purely we, we a don't, budgetary decision. We don't point. have the luxury of waiting They're any bankrupt. longer on you to. They're right. out of money. We don't have any any more money to 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 pull out. You know. Of our of our pockets to go towards this, we did commit to ten percent of the new vehicles becoming uh, all battery electric vehicles, and they will continue to work through that process. But in the meantime, their their drivers, their their employees are going to be in a safer vehicle that has modern technology, air conditioning, heat, uh, great uh, vision um, to to safely drive these Ugly. vehicles and. Yeah, they are ugly, but they're tall, so they can stand up in them and grab packages just like the UPS drivers ugly. do or the FedEx drivers. They are. They're butt ugly, man. <laughs> um, and we, we commented about that. And if you guys want to, go to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash Parks County Gurus, and you can check out that video um, where we actually show some of the, the images of that. You can go to their website, too, and see it. But um, I don't know, man. I'm not real sure Yeah. if, so- if this is a – big deal or not i mean i so here's here's where i think it is a big deal at least to me but not necessarily in the ways we all might be thinking so first of all that number if we haven't told you guys that the postal service is estimating if you if they want to go all ev it's like an extra three and a half billion dollars with a right. b so okay. so here we go consumers if you want cleaner air it's going to, yeah. Do you want your stamps? Cost to go? You. There are consequences. Be careful what you ask for, right? Exactly. That's, all, that's what I'm saying. Everything, there's nothing is free. Nothing is free. You have to go, you have to do it the right way. So the problem that I have with this is the hypocrisy mm-hmm. in the decision. Right. On, on here's what I mean here the, on this level. You have various state and federal governments coming out and saying, we're going to mandate reduction in sale of internal combustion engine for the environment. It's always, you know, for the environment, right? Mm -hmm. But it's okay for us with 200,000 plus vehicles on the road every day to not follow those same rules. Us being the federal government. Right. Okay. So... 
you know, the black SUVs and, and sedans right. and all that sort of stuff. Or the, yeah. just the mail trucks or whatever. And so right. I understand it costs more. I understand that nice, that nice helicopter. What is it? Uh, Marine one. Yeah. Right. But, they operate, but you can't yeah. write yourself an exemption and then expect everyone else to do as you say, not as you do. So it bothers me from the perspective of, OK, so why do we even need an EPA then if their rules aren't going to apply to everyone? Right. Like it's only the people that they decide have to follow the rules, not themselves, not the other government agencies. Right. I, I know I'm getting I'm stepping into controversy here. I'm not choosing no. sides. I'm just trying to ask the right questions because this is this is extreme hypocrisy. This is not acceptable behavior from a, an organization that regulates. Right. I, I I get it. I mean, this if they were to carry through, carry forward with what they were demanding that the U.S. Postal Service do, they would be under. I know. I know. And part of me sort of wishes that happens. Not now, not because not, I, I don't want to see people lose their jobs, but they haven't been able to run a profitable organization in decades. No. And it's what constantly taxpayer bailed out. And it's like, okay, well, if you can't break even and you're not able to break even for decades, mm -hmm. something has to change. So this whole insanity of sort of doing the same thing and expecting different results, I'm not okay yeah. with that. Right. Um, no, nor am I. And I can tell you that um, if you go back to the video that we did on this recently, I said that I kind of felt like this could be the way that the government's been looking to shut it down. Yeah, right. And, you know, how much more of this can the U.S. Postal Service right. possibly take? You know, th the guy at the helm is saying, this is all we can give you. This is all we got. So this is what you're getting. Right. So there you go. Um, go figure that one out. That'll be interesting to see how far, how much further this goes, really goes, and when the delivery of these. I want to stay on top of this particular subject and see when delivery starts happening. The minute that I see one locally, I'm going to see if I can't uh, do a review on a uh, an Oshkosh defense-built um, mail truck. How about you? You gonna run one I, down? I'd I'd watch that video. Yeah, I'm looking forward <laughs> to it, man. I've always maybe they'll let me drive one. Yeah. Uh -huh. Wonder if it'll be right hand drive. Oh right, no, they're drive. gonna have to be right hand drive. They would have. What if to they be. put it in the center? Ooh, that's interesting. But according to the pictures that I see, it looks like well, it's right hand drive. So that's that's it rendering, makes sense. So right, it is renderings, yeah. But I I think that's center drive be case. It makes sense. Yeah, center drive because that way you could, you know, in and out very quickly and yeah, yeah do your thing. So, wow. Sure. I mean, you don't need two front seats in a vehicle that's a delivery vehicle, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a good idea, well, Jay. Once again, hey, solving the world's problems, right? Hey, j well, I'm just gonna do this, just like Gump said. That's all I had to say about that. <laughs> all right, let's close with. Like, like, I just feel like I gotta finish this apple roll. And then we'll do it. We'll bring this sucker to a wrap. So do it. Um, Apple came out recently with uh, an updated product line um, to include some new M1 processors. Now, Jay, you just bought a new Mac. Would you get an iMac? I got an iMac 24 with the new M1 chip. Yep. yep. 
This is it gonna, works fine. This is going to sound like I'm hating on Apple. This is tough love. I, I, I love, I'm a consumer of their products. Uh, I, I am a fan of some of their stuff. It's some of it's the best you can get. In we that are using, um, yeah. we're using Apple product right now. Having, having a little bit of an issue with a component that's not made by Apple. I'm not sure where the problem is, but anyway, so I said something earlier and I talked in the program, we talked a little bit about Disney and I, Disney, sorry, and Shell. And I said, Dizzy. yeah, um, you know, sometimes these large corporations lose sight of their version or their definition of who their customer is or who they're catering to sometimes is not the consumer of their goods or the people buying their products, right. it's their shareholders. Right. And it's been very clear to me for the past handful of years that this is the direction Apple is going, that they've been going in. Where right. they're monetizing everything, where it's Apple, it's pay, paid subscription services for their mm-hmm. iCloud product, for their music service, for their television service. They've got a credit card. They've got. Can, yeah. can I add one thing to that yeah. too? And, and I'm sorry for breaking in on you no, here, that's good, but man. I, I would like to say this: is that unfortunately, if you own an Apple product, because of the way that they are structured now with buying these subscriptions for for certain things you're not going to get the full advantage of that product if you're not buying those subscriptions and getting those yeah, services. It's I'm a telling vicious you that cycle. right now. Yes. It's a really vicious cycle. And I hate that because and and I and the reason why I bring that up is because I'm gonna say something here when when we get a little deeper into this subject on an opinion on how I think what they should do with their product offering. But go ahead. Well so so to basically bring this to summation, because I want to hear what you have to say um, okay. y- you are trapped in a vicious cycle of then having to cater to the shareholders because the minute that a very big company like Apple has a disappointing earnings report, things get mm-hmm. really, really bad. Oh, or yeah. the perception is that they get really, really bad. Right. And that's really what it comes down to. So now we've gotten into, okay, well, not ev- how... How can even though iPhone sales have been the best, like last year they surpassed their you know expectations, there's still some people that don't have iPhones, and some of them it's because they can't afford them. So now we've got this iPhone SE, which is basically just their entry level low cost iPhone, and I don't have right. a problem with that, you know. And they're right. releasing different colors, like the green one that they just came out with, which is a cool green. I don't have a problem with that either. They're doing it mid-cycle, so the new models come out in October, and they're they're doing an additional color, you know, basically six months later. It's for to, the 13 and 13 Pro. Yeah. To try and generate more sales. That's fine, except that you're doing it for reasons where the customers you're trying to satisfy are your shareholders. You're trying to boost your earnings report. So, you know, I feel like this is a trap, right? Like, this is a vicious trap that at some point is going to eat them alive. That said, they dropped a new processor yesterday called the M1 Ultra. Now, this is the other thing that I just think is ridiculous that Apple does. It's like, you know, Steve Jobs would never be okay with the naming conventions that they've gone down with. They're too convoluted. We've got the M1. We've got the M1 Max. We've got the M1 Ultra. We've got the iPhone Pro. We've got the Pro Max. We've got the Pro Max Light Air. We've got the Air Light Max Pro Light Pro Con whatever. I mean, this is insane. Crystal Light. Yeah. This is insane, man. Okay. So it's confusing as all get out to try and pick one of these. You know, they did it with the MacBooks, the Pros, the Pro Max. It's like just give me the pro model. Just give me the just give me the one that the professionals use. I don't need, right. you know. So we've got this M1 Ultra, which is by the specs insane. 
Yeah. Like it's a it's 24 uh it's I'm sorry, it's 20 cores to start with. You can go up to 64 cores. So cores are the number of independent uh processing endpoints in a processor J that can handle a single instruction. Right. Um it's a little nerdy. Uh 128 gigs of memory uh is the top end. That's crazy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um 800 gigs per second bandwidth on the memory, also very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all great, and they've released something for content creators uh, that they call their Mac Studio, which I'm tempted. And you look at the Are price. You really? Yeah, man, it's bad to the bone. But you look at the price tag on this thing, and it'll make you pull back a little bit. You know, it's right. it's four or five thousand dollars. That's crazy. And it's great that they're doing this, and it's great that they're making stuff for people like us that can create content because that's what every, that's what the world is going to. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's a solid looking machine. I don't have any issues with any of that. I have an issue with their complete lack of focus on simplicity. Right. That's Which ties into what I'm going to bring up. Go for it. I am sick and tired of all these freaking options. <laughs> and here's why I'm tired of it. I don't have a problem paying what I pay for a phone. The problem I have is that I know that that phone could be cheaper because... You're you're over here making the Pro Max, Max I, Max Max Two, Max Three, it's Max Four. It's the Pro 4. Max Light Air. Let's get it right. Right. So, <laughs> my my point is is this is that you're getting a little over over the top with with some of this stuff. It makes it very confusing. And I'm telling you that the experience that I just had with getting my wife updated on her phone with a new Apple phone, I was so frustrated with my own because. I've got a 10 that it's really, it works. It's okay. It just, the camera's not nearly as good as the 13 or the pro. The Mm -hmm. pro is even different than the 13. So why are you not just selling one great phone like you used to do? You see what I'm saying? The consumer is no longer the customer because it's all about how many units we can sell regardless of what model that unit is and we can put that on a report and we can make ourselves look good right it's market saturation it's sales not about me anymore it's not about me anymore sorry sorry to break it to you guys it's not yeah doesn't mean they can't make a good product it just means that they're less concerned about your experience right and and and, you know this is with anything you got to get rid of year-end models i get it but i just bought that new imac yeah. And then and then this, which is unconventional from their normal releases, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of wait a little later in the year. Is that, am I right or do they always have a spring um, event? Um lately, they've sort yeah. of just been doing whatever they want. Yeah, it's just see what I'm saying. There's no with the I exception no... of the phones, they have to follow that yearly phone release pattern now because if they don't, they'll get burned by their own monster that they've created. Right. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to go get, I'm going to wait because now I've seen some of this. There's going to be some changes even to the the, the 13 Pro, mm-hmm. I think. So I'm going to wait until those changes get in the system and then I'll go get a new one. Or maybe I just wait for the um, the 14. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I. Nah, it's hard to say, man. You're, yeah. God, I can't believe. This is the sentiment that I think we are not alone on. People are just oh, going to throw not. their hands up in the air and go, ah, just give me a phone. Just give right. me a good phone. 
<laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I give up, Apple. That's just, it? Just, give That's me, it? Just, sell, just take my money and give me a phone. Oh, boy, man. I tell you. You know, Apple, they're up to it again. It's just crazy. Just crazy. But I got to have mine. I'm, I'm in. I'm I'm one of those guys. I'm not a fanboy, but um, I do like the uh, the Apple ecosystem. So that's why I'm a big fan of them. So there you go. Good stuff. So All right. Uh, I think that's it for the show, Jay. Wow. What a good one, man, huh? Yeah. I really enjoyed talking about some of this stuff. Kind of off the norm for us, but we've it's probably good show. the so most controversial in terms of the all the content in mm-hmm. one episode that we've ever done. I think so. So we'll see how it I does. So. We'll be I'll be eagerly awaiting the numbers. Right. Views Absolutely. and comments and all that. Absolutely. Like I said, hey, thank you for listening. If you if you're if you're a subscriber, make sure you subscribe. Uh, go to parsecountyguru.com, click on the podcast links. There it is. Go every platform, whatever you want. Videos from this show, make sure you go to youtube.com forward slash parsecountygurus. Hit the subscribe button, change it from red to gray. Hit the notification bell so that you know when these videos come out. Make sure you follow us on our socials, which would be uh, facebook.com forward slash parsecountygurus. Uh, go to instagram.com forward slash the parsecountygurus. And once again, Twitter. Uh, we are at The Counter Show, which is what you are listening to today. And thank you very much for that. Keith, take us out of here, my friend. All right, everybody. Thanks for uh, watching and listening, as always. That is my friend. got to quit smacking the mic, man. That's my friend Jay over there. I'm uh, hey, the uncoordinated Keith. Uh, <laughs> we will see you very soon. Until then, courage, compassion, selflessness, and loyalty. See you guys next time. Mm.